This is the weekly message from Hope Church Malmesbury. We're so glad you can join us. This week's sermon is part of our series, The Promise and the Purpose. We're walking slowly through the Gospel of Luke, verse by verse, promise by promise. Find out more about Hope Church and how to support our ministry at www.thehope.church. I hope this message will help you to see the good purpose that God has for your life and help you to walk in faith and rely on his promises every day. Here's the message. Does anyone have anything they want to bring and share that God has been laying on your heart, a picture, a word, something that God's been saying to you? That now's your opportunity. Although there are many opportunities, we're going to be handing the mic around the team today. So actually each gap gives you an opportunity, if you like. So please, if God shows you something, bring it. God showed me something. Um, we sang the song, Jesus Be the Centre, the centre of our church, the centre of my life. And God showed me a maypole and um, ribbons, and, and as if we're all holding a ribbon. And I don't know, hands up if you've ever done any maypole dancing. We used to have it as school PE. Uh, maybe it was just my school. It was just my school, apparently. Okay, interesting. Okay, well, I've done my pole dancing. I, it was one of my favourite PE lessons in primary school. And, um, and, and what you do is, if you've ever seen maypole dancing, is you go around with your ribbons and you go in and out of each other so that what you do is you sort of make a pretty pattern with the ribbons, which are all different colours, and it sort of tangles around the central core and then you unwind it and you go back the other way, okay? You skip the other way and you have to unwind. And it um, takes a little bit of skill, if you actually think about it, to make sure you're going over and under at the right time or you will cause a knot on your side. Um, so God showed me that and he said, that's not what Jesus be the centre is. He's not a maypole that we're all holding ribbons and that we're designed to create a beautiful pattern around. He's the sun and we are the planets. I think it's the sun. My science is so bad. Does the sun cause this kind of orbit thing that happens? Good for you. That is how ridiculous I am. But that's how God works in me. He shows me what I do understand, takes me to what I don't understand. And he says, no, you're not supposed to tangle yourselves up around me. You're supposed to be free but moving exactly in the right rhythms and times with me. Isn't that exciting? I've got goosebumps. So I gave you an opportunity to bring it. So if you had it too, that was your chance. Um, but yeah, that is not what's in my, uh, my, my thing today. But God is doing something so exciting here that I look out and I, did, I don't... I don't I don't care if only three of you had turned up today because I know that we are about to enter into a season that is so very exciting. So let's get straight into it, otherwise I'll take up all our time. Today, we've called it Hope Fellowship Sunday. It's a day we felt God put in the calendar, but he did it last minute, which is why there's several families who I know are actually on holiday and can't be here today. But... Despite that, he, he created in our minds the idea to inspire, excite, and ignite the Hope Fellowship. Who are the Hope Fellowship? The Hope Fellowships uh, is 
the members of Hope Church that have come into a covenant agreement with each other and the pastors. It is a group of people linking together, who together are called Hope Church. But remember, in linking together, we are drawn by the sun and not creating a mess around a maypole. I just can't lose that picture. Anyway, today's scripture is exactly the right part of Luke to have landed at for today's inspiration for Hope Fellowship into the future. You're going to love this. Let's read it. Luke 9, verse 7 to 9. Now Herod, the Tetrarch, heard about all that was happening, and he was perplexed, because it was said by some that John had been raised from the dead, by some that Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the prophets of old had risen. Herod said, John, I beheaded, but who is this? about whom I hear such things, and he sought to see him. Herod heard about all that was happening. He asked, who is this about whom I hear such things? And he sought to see him. Herod is like a brilliant mirror of what we, of what should be, sorry, the experience of people in the surrounding area of a fired up, expectant praying group of Christians like Hope Church. People in the surrounding area should hear about Jesus in Hope Church. Jesus' happenings here in Hope Church will cause wonder and curiosity. Some folk might even get the wrong idea. And eternal truth is that rumours will always happen. And some can be very, very strange. Never let rumours change or shape your view of yourself. One rumour that was said by some about Jesus was that he was John the Baptist, raised from the dead. That's as strange as it gets, seeing as how they were both alive at the same time, so... I think Herod's guilt made him lean into that because if you read the other passages about this, Herod seems to go with that thought. So I think Herod's guilt of killing John the Baptist, of having him executed, played into the fact that he thought maybe his spirit's come back to get me and he's in this man. Rumours might happen. They happen to Jesus. So be careful because true or not, they can shape the things we do. Never let rumours shape the things you do. The rumour is not important. So don't give it power. Because what is important is that Herod had heard of happenings and maybe because of the rumours, or maybe despite the rumours, Herod sought to meet Jesus. Jesus' ministry was talked about. It was significant. People had their curiosity spiked. Herod heard rumours. Herod heard happenings. Herod sought to meet Jesus. So what did Herod hear that was happening? Well, thankfully, Michelle quoted it earlier, really. <laughs> what was happening? The lame were walking, the deaf were hearing, the blind were seeing, the broken were made whole, the dead were raised to life. 
One of the reasons behind our move of hope into this town centre location is that we sense that God is taking us from hidden to heard of. This year, we're coming out of hiding. This year, people will have heard of Hope Church. They may even have heard Hope Church if they pass by down there because hands up if you've heard the music as you've come in. Yeah. Now I'm thinking some of you did do maypole dancing because more of you heard the music than put your hands up. So I'm thinking I'm not alone. (laughs) And I firmly believe that there will be happenings that they hear about. Last week, Richard referred to the great commission Jesus gave his followers. This is it, Mark 16, verse 15 to 20. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved and whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he'd spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. The preaching is confirmed by accompanying signs. So what kind of happenings and confirming signs do we expect at Hope Church this year? Well, I've got a little list here, and I, for some reason, put it smaller rather than bigger. I should have made it bigger. Um, but anyway, let's try and go with it, because it's, it's everything, everything. I'm just going to say Everything. A greater revelation for God's people of living in both the spiritual and the natural realms. And I believe that's starting today. In fact, it started in me a few days ago. In fact, I've been on a spa. I have literally been in a spa and I've not left home. I've been in a spa with Jesus. So if you want what she's having, get in the spa with Jesus. Because what I mean is I feel refreshed. I feel like I've had a facelift and a massage from the Holy Spirit. I feel like I am ready to take on the world. I am so excited. If you want what she's having, you might need to deny your flesh a little in this coming week. But you will gain and you will have strength and you will have energy you have never had before. Let's go on a spa. There's going to be salvation. There's going to be life transformations. People are going to be delivered and healed, both of uh, mental and demonic oppression, but also of sicknesses. People that are feeling dead in their soul are going to be raised to life in all its fullness. The hopeless are going to be living in hope again. The fearful are going to become the faithful and the fearless. And the worthless are going to know their great worth because all these things are things that Jesus accomplishes through his body. And how will people experience a touch from the body of Christ since he went back to sit down in heaven, which is what we just read. He does it through his body. That is the people. That is his church. That is you. You are Jesus to all you encounter. I hope I haven't stolen your thunder too much. This is what God gave me. People were here of happenings in Hope Church. They will ask, Who is this about whom I hear such things? And the correct answer to that question is not Hope Church. The answer is always Jesus. Jesus be the centre. People need hope more than ever. 
You know, they want to know there's a God who cares for them. Polls show that if people discovered Jesus was real, they would want to know him. Okay, they wouldn't reject him if they knew for sure he was real. Even King Herod wanted to know and wanted to meet, sorry, Jesus. And that's what Hope Church is here to do, to make Jesus known. Each three-word mission statement that we've ever been given by God over Hope Church remain true. Hopefully they're on the screen. Because when people meet with Jesus, they're restored. And in Hope Church, we seek to equip and disciple them to live, think, be all that God has for them. And this new church planting year feels like a new building of the walls, like some broken down, burnt old rubble from Nehemiah. I really believe that this is a new season and God has given us another three words to add, which like a good Star Wars movie, take us back to the beginning and sound a little bit like Yoda quoted them because the the three words are, hmm, gather, grow, so, hmm. And Mark will return to these later. So... As we emerge from the season of COVID, we look not to the losses and see less. No, we look to the remaining and see remnant. I believe God is releasing us as pioneers and builders of his kingdom. Just as Nehemiah went, his small group of people, trowel in one hand, sword in the other, It's not about numbers. With just 12 people, Jesus changed the entire world completely. God is bringing his church into an era of his spirit, a time where we will not look with our natural eyes, but where we will see as those seated in heavenly places, because that is where we are. We will become more aware of the supernatural realm, We will become more victorious because of the supernatural awareness. I believe he is right now and has been all month developing within us. Psalm 66 verse 12 says, When we we went through fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has not named us hope in vain. Hope is who we are. It's what we carry. Hope is never found at the bottom of a pit. Hope boosts you up a mountain and keeps your head above water. Hope keeps you floating even when you feel heavy and laden down. Hope is a vision in itself. Hope is an anchor. Hope is Jesus. Hope keeps you steady and held in the right position. Hope is all we need. The Beatles got it wrong. Hope is all we need. (laughs) I believe that the beginning of this year, God is activating a new sense of his spirit. Even as I started this year, I don't know if you remember, but at the beginning of this year, I had a revelation that my Christmas was great and I enjoyed all the Prosecco we popped open and the Bucks Fizz. And I, I shared that specifically with you, which is why I remind you of it. Because those things used to make me happy And the experience of being with my family used to make me happy. And yet it all just felt meh. And yet nothing was changed in my Christmas. Hardly anything was changed in my Christmas. And yet I realized none of that could fulfill me. Nothing else could satisfy. 
satisfy, sorry, nothing else lasts. Even as I shared that with you at the beginning, I didn't know where he was going to take us to on the 30th of January today, but I believe that that was part of it because I believe that every area of ministry right now in Hope Church has been stripped back to make us more dependent on God because no one else will fulfill those needs and desires you have. It's not up to the worship ministry team, as I said earlier, to bring us into worship. No, 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 no. The only reason I can worship this morning is because I came ready, because my heart had been placed in the right place, because I went on a spa with Jesus for three days. You don't always have to go on a spa with Jesus for three days. But I think we have to have an attitude where we realise that it's not someone else's job to bring us into that place. There is only one that will satisfy. There is only one that will bring the changes and that is the Holy Spirit of God. This is why I believe it will be very powerful to enter into a week of prayer and fasting from tomorrow. Those of you who consider yourself to be Hope Church, whether you be at home or here in the room right now, or even on holiday, I'm sorry, maybe just for a few days, maybe just for one day, maybe just for one meal, I suggest that you enter into a little bit of extra time with God, that you pray and you fast. And the fasting is an important part of that. I believe that we will be prophetically moving together from this Vision Sunday into a new season of hope by doing this together. Fasting puts aside our fleshly needs and it hones our spiritual senses. You may need to fast Um, TV programs and news rather than food. I don't know. But I actually think that the more we fast and the more we deny and the more we rest in those unforced rhythms of grace, and I promise you, you will experience that if you lay it down, then you will reap a reward as well because that's how he strengthens us. That's how he ignites us. That's how he brings that spiritual refreshing that I believe each and every single one of us here and at home, needs. So I believe that for those of you who lay aside fleshly need this week and you lay aside some of your desires or the things that you think make you relax, like watching on Dancing on Ice or uh, Call the Midwife, and I'm just picking my own favourites. Um, <laughs> whatever you think helps you relax, even that, lay it aside, catch it on catch-up if you need to. Take some extra time with God. Because if you do that, he will fill you anew. He will reveal his fresh ways for you for 2022. You will begin to have prophetic revelation and you will start understanding things that have baffled you. And there is actually somebody in my mind who I believe needs to hear that and you're at home right now. And I hope you catch this on catch up if you're not watching now. But I'm telling you, there are people who are going to get revelation. They are going to get understanding of things that for years have held them back because I believe that the cords that have strapped you down or strapped you to the pole will be removed. You will experience a new soaring in your spirit that will lift you to where you belong in the spiritual and in the natural. And that, my friend, is above and not beneath the trials of this world. There's going to be a brief season, I believe, of activation within the people of Hope Church. In fact, I believe it's starting today, right now. This week, in the time of prayer and fasting, and over the coming months, 
We have some plans to help you on that journey. God is revealing in each of us gifts He wants us to be ministering in and He wants us to step out and try it. And it might be a bit scary to begin with, just as Steve prayed in the prayer meeting beforehand. We were on fire in the prayer meeting. I tell you, it doesn't necessarily sound shouty and excitable. Sometimes you just know we're all listening to the Spirit of God and that happened in today's prayer meeting. Join us if you can at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. But I believe anyway um, that He wants us to step out in these gifts and it will be worth stepping out as God will reveal a greater anointing in and through you. And then there will be a season of accumulation. That's the gradual gathering of new people seeking relationship with Jesus. And there will be ongoing growth and activation in a big holy circle of life. Gather, grow, sow, gather, grow, sow, gather, grow, sow. And as we become more aware and more in tune with his Holy Spirit. Here at Hope Church, it will become impossible not to see signs and wonders and miracles. Think about it. If we become more in tune with the Holy Spirit, if we start to see with spiritual eyes, if we start to see as those who are seated in heavenly places, if we start to pray as those who are seated in heavenly places, it will be impossible not to see signs, wonders and miracles. And there will be happenings that folk will hear of that will cause them to seek Jesus for themselves. Let's stand if we can and take action for activation as I pray that we receive these things together now. Come on, let's stand. You don't get to sit this one out unless you're unwell. Then we pray you healing. Oh, holy, holy God. Lord, I thank you that you have such great plans for us this coming year. I pray that as the rest of the morning we hear some more of your plans and we get a feel and activation coming upon us, Lord God. I pray right now that you will touch each one of us here with your Holy Spirit and each one listening live online with your Holy Spirit and each one catching up later with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that your Holy Spirit has no bounds and he's not held in a room. And I pray right now that you will touch us, that you will ignite something in us. Lord God, that we will be inspired and excited by the time we leave here, Lord God. But more than that, I pray that this year will be a year where we receive revelation of who you are and who we are in you and that we will walk it out in Jesus' name. We receive it now. Amen. Amen. Dave. So I had this uh, section <coughs> entitled Inspire. It's done. Maybe just two words describe what she shared with us. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> We're in for quite a ride. So uh, what I wanted to do is just paint a little bit of a picture God gave me to share with. And um, there's a lot of analogies used to describe the body of Christ. The one I just want to pick on initially here is uh, that of stones. Um, um, Yeah, that's right. So in 1 Peter uh, 2 verse 5, it says this. uh, This is from the Amplified, by the way. 
I rarely quote from the Amplified, but it just, it, it just had it the best. Uh, you believers, like living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house for a holy and dedicated priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. Uh, for me, this is just incredible because God has placed in each one of us his spirit. And yet we are building together as a house. So, so we have God's spirit in us, and yet we're also building together as a house. So we're these living stones, if you like, that are being placed together. So it's incredible, isn't it? Now, some years ago, I had this dream. <clears throat> the Bible says your, your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. So, so I, don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, really, but... But it, it, was, it was quite a strange dream, but you'll understand the analogy with stones in a minute. So I was on a quayside, and I was looking out to sea, and there was an incredible storm. The, the, the sky was getting quite dark. It was almost black. And the storm was coming in towards the quay. And off on one side, I could see, this, see a bridge, and the bridge was starting to shake, and there were people falling off out of the bridge. And then I looked by me, and by me there was this huge tower made of stone. And it was wobbling, sh literally being shaken, but nothing was falling out. Because between each stone was like, like, um, like rubber, basically, like uh, something that made it have that flexibility. And I just felt God say to me, this is churches. And churches that have very rigid structures, if, if they're shaken... People can just fall out. But what God wants in his church is he wants us to, to be in relationship one with another. So we then have that flexibility. We have that uh, resilience, effectively, to a shaking. And I just believe that that's a picture that God wants to paint for us going forward. That we are living stones. We're in relationship with one another. And that's, if you like, the foundation. There's not... There's not some complex structure that's holding us together. We're a bunch of living stones that are being built by God. So I just want to share another bit from Ephesians chapter 4. So <clears throat> Ephesians 4, 15 and 16 says this. <clears throat> this is from the New King James. Um, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by that what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So here we have an analogy now of a joints, parts of a body. And these bodies, these parts are literally knit together by that which each joint supplies. So in, my, in, in the dream that I had of the stones, each stone is, is supplying something around it, uh, which, which helps work with the people around them. And the whole thing joins together, and we then have that resilience and that flexibility. Every joint supplies, and it goes on, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Now, when people talk about every part doing its share, people, uh, I've, I've heard it even said here, rotors, okay, don't get sucked into the rotors. 
But that's not what it's saying here. What it's saying is, the, 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 in the Greek, the effective working is only ever used for supernatural power. It's only ever used in the New Testament for supernatural power. So this is both exciting and scary all at once, all right? Because what God is saying, I believe, is he's encouraging every person here, every person in the sound of my voice, to explore and discover your supernatural gift so that you can, you can use that to give. That is terrifying and exciting all at once. Me, Dave? Yes, you. Because God's given it to you. He's not given it to me. He's given me my gifts, but he's given you your gifts. I don't know what they are. Maybe I do for some of you, but not everyone. And I just, I just want to set that as a picture in your heart and mind as we move into this kind of new season. We are living stones being built together into a, a habitation for God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. work today. Four different speakers, all with different volumes, all holding the microphone in different places. Now there's, a, there's an ancient curse. May you live in interesting times. And it was the theme of a book from one of my favourite uh, authors, the late great Sir Terry uh, Pratchett, not Wogan. Um, and we certainly have been living in interesting times, haven't we, the last couple of years. But as the seasons change... And we move from interesting to exciting. In fact, I was talking to someone just last week and I, I said, I've got a greater sense of optimism and excitement now than I have at any point in the last nine years since we planted Hope Church. Jesus is refining his church. He's refocusing his church. He is shaking his church, not just here in Hope Church, but across the nation and across the nations, actually. But one of the things that uh, the Lord did say to me, he said, now is not the time for comparison or criticism. The Lord said that, that we are called to do what he has called us to do in the way that he's called us to do it, in this time and in this season. And there's other parts of the body of Christ, there's other parts of the church that have been called to do something different. And they work out their calling and their expression of being Jesus in their community in the way that's unique to them in their particular situation and what God has told them to do. As has come up a couple of times already this morning, you know, there's different parts of the body, they do different things. The liver and the kidney do very different jobs in very different ways. Yeah, the heart shouldn't criticise the kidney because it doesn't pump things around in the same way that the heart does. And the Lord said, don't be comparing yourself to other churches. What they do, how they do it, even how many people they have in the room. Because they are not called to do what you do. And you are not called to do what they do. And more than that, don't fall into the trap of criticising other parts of the body of Christ. The Lord says, they are my servants doing what I have called them to do. I'm going to judge them. I'm going to reward them. It's not your place to criticise another servant, the scripture says. Because we don't know. We're not privy to the instructions that God has given them, right? So how on earth 
dare we be judgmental in that way? Now, as a small child, when I was kind of nursery school aged, I would rush home every morning from nursery to eat my lunch in front of my favourite TV show, Emmerdale Farm. Now, today, there is not much farming going on. In fact, they've even changed the name. They just call it Emmerdale. But back in the day, it was called Emmerdale Farm. And farming was a big part of the story. And there were lots of sheep, and there were lots of tractors on the TV. And I loved it. Now, today, in our house, we don't get to see uh, Emmerdale Farm or Country File or, or David Attenborough because our Spaniel Grace can't tell the difference between a sheep on the telly and a sheep in the room. And she goes, ah, there's an animal in my house. But I grew up learning the basics of farming from watching Emmerdale Farm. First, you sow the seeds, then you grow the crop, and then you gather in the harvest. Yeah, you sow, you grow, and you gather. Now, earlier, Lydia was talking about vision. And vision is all about the, the destination that you're aiming for, the outcomes you're trying to achieve, your targets. Yeah, and for us, the outcomes, the definition of success is that the people of Hope Church would be restored in their relationship with God and other people, equipped to serve God and grow as disciples of Jesus. Yeah? Restored, equipped and discipled. That's what we're aiming to achieve. So I said to God, oh, that's great. But what specifically are we supposed to be doing in order to achieve those outcomes? Yeah, that's fine as a target, but what's the to-do list that we're supposed to achieve? So I was kind of surprised when God said to me that you need to gather, grow, and sow. In that order, gather, grow, and sow. Which, if you've ever watched Emmerdale Farm, you know he's all backwards. So I said, Lord, well, what does that mean? And this is what I think God said. This is your plan for the next season. First of all, you need to gather. Focus on gathering people into my house and into my family. Step one of that was changing our location from being hidden in the school to being here in the centre of town. To talk about we need to promote ourselves more actively on social media. Yeah, encourage the hurting and lost people of our town to give God a go. Yeah, we're going to do things that are going to draw people in so they can have an encounter with God that leaves them changed. It means we do things like live streaming and learn how to do it better. You might think, well, why, why is a little church like us doing live streaming? Well, before, just immediately before Lydia got up to talk this morning, I had a little quick check of the live statistics. There were as many people watching online as there are in the room this morning. Okay, 50% of the congregation is at home. And God said, you need to reach people where they're at. And where people are at on a Sunday morning is sat on their sofa, playing with their phone in their PJs, right? So let's take Jesus to them so that when they come in to visit, it's familiar. They recognize some faces. They know some people and all that kind of stuff. And another thing that God has said that we need to do is to start doing services that kind of are a bit more... Uh, approachable, family-friendly services once a month, hooking into those things that are part of our cultural calendar, like Mother's Day and Easter and Father's Day, all that kind of stuff. And there's no point in drawing families in unless you're able to provide for their children and their young people. So we're going to look at ways that we can bring in 
a youth and children's worker to kind of really spearhead that and grow and build some momentum. We're going to continue to do things like the Good News Shoes Initiative, which puts new school shoes on the feet of little children who wouldn't have otherwise been able to afford them. We do that in partnership with St. Joe's. So that's about the gather and grow. It's all about growing disciples. So we're seeing home groups restart. Okay, Claire's been running an online home group for a couple of months. Malmesbury South has been started this month in the Howarths and the Giles, running that together. And Criddy and Gareth are getting Malmesbury North up and running in the near future. We're going to run an alpha course um, after Easter, using one of the breakout rooms here uh, in the town hall. So people can come to church, grab a cup of coffee, and just go over the corridor to one of those big rooms with a nice big telly, and uh, we can run an alpha course. Another way that you grow disciples and you grow the family is to work on the bonds of fellowship. You know, after two years of enforced isolation, you know, feeling alone in the crowd kind of thing, it's important that we work on that, which is why um, God has said we need to take you all out for lunch next Sunday. Yeah, be waited on hand and foot by the lovely people in the restaurant next door. Now, so many of you work really hard to make Hope Church happen. You know, and we appreciate it, and I know that Jesus appreciates it. So just take a moment of grace and rest and enjoy the table that's laid before you, whether or not your enemies are present. Enjoy the table that God is laying before you. Okay, you sow every week. It's time to reap a harvest once time. Now, Jesus, what did he say? He said, you give and you'll be given back to you, pressed down, overflowing down into your lap. Just be careful with the lasagna. So actually, on a practical note, we do need to let the restaurant know people's menu choices. So speak to me before you leave so I can update the paperwork, okay? I was about to say, if you're here, you're invited. It's not a private party for the in crowd. Whether you've been here for one week or nine years, if you're in the room next Sunday, you are invited. We've received a generous gift to cover the cost, so just come along and be blessed. So that's gathering, that's growing, and finally about sowing. Sowing's all about sowing back into God's kingdom. Yeah, in the short term, we can do stuff financially. So last week, we heard about SAT7 and the work that they do in the Middle East, and we're going to be supporting them financially as a church. We continue to sow into the Good News Shoes Initiative, buy those shoes for the young children who wouldn't otherwise have them. I've got the Christmas voucher scheme in the town where we buy basically Christmas dinner for families that are on, on benefits. But looking further ahead, those disciples that we are growing should be going out and sharing God's love and the gospel. Maybe they'll do that in Hope Church. Maybe they'll go off and spend a year with OM or YWAM or an organisation like that. Who knows the plans that God has? But we should have a mindset that says, what am I going to do? with all this stuff that God has given me. As Jesus said, from those who've been given much, much more will be expected. So these are the three pillars, the three categories of an after-do list for this year, to gather, to grow, and to sow, to gather people in, to grow disciples, and to sow back into God's kingdom. That's what I've got time for today, but let's Sue come around it off for us.
far, we've all been seeking the Lord over... Sorry, as, as, uh, hello everyone. <laughs> as you've probably gathered from what's been said so far, we've all been seeking the Lord, the four of us particularly, um, over the last month or so, and really spending some quality time together and with him to just sort of try to find the, um, you know, what God is saying to us as a church at the moment. And um, you'll find there are reoccurring themes, which I think is, is quite encouraging because, you know, if God is the author of what he's telling us, he's going to be sort of saying the same thing, perhaps in slightly different ways, through each one of us. So there'll be a little bit of repetition from what I say, um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's coming from all of us, I think, in, in, in various shades and flavours, shall I say. Um, I, I was praying yesterday particularly about you know, this few minutes that I have with you. And I said, God, ha, ha, what do you want me to, what do you want me to say? And uh, there's sort of so much I could say. So God gave me this scripture and it's, and the word he gave me was remember not the former things. So I looked that up and it's actually in Isaiah 43. So if you have got the word of God there and you just want to read it with me or just note it down and look at it later, it's, it's Isaiah 43 and it's verses 18 to 21. So I'm just going to read that to you. Um, Okay, Isaiah 43 verse 18, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honour me, the dragons and the owls, because I have given waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. And that's the sort of goal of it all, isn't it? That we all show forth um, praise to God. And um, I just wanted to just pick through a couple of those ideas there that remember not, you know, we could all make comparisons with how we remember hope before COVID and how, you know, we were at the school hall, which is much larger than this, was packed. And, you know, we had vibrant children's ministry and all these other things going on. And we've all been stripped back. Um, but God is saying to us, remember not the former things he's going to do a new thing and um I had it impressed on me I think it was Lydia or I can't remember who mentioned it now sorry losing track but you know God it was Lydia God starts with small groups he actually delights in using small groups if you think about Gideon he stripped back Gideon from self-reliance of you know thousands to just 300 men to defeat a whole army so we're in good company here folks if we feel we've been stripped back a bit then God is going to show us his power through us in our weakness and he's going to give water in the wilderness rivers in the desert to give drink to my people so are you feeling parched like me are you feeling that you've been through a desert time where we've all been isolated from one another and we've had to sort of go it alone a little bit Well, if you're in that situation, then take heart because God is in the business of giving us a fresh drink in in the desert. And, you know, we are a people that he has chosen, formed for himself, and we corporately will show forth his praise. And we're going to lift his praise up here in Malmesbury. You know, people are going to hear about us, as someone else has already mentioned. So that was my intro. But Dave and I particularly started thinking about what is church? 
okay? What is church? What's church all about? And that's when God really brought back these images of body to us. And Dave brought his lovely um, prophecy that he had years ago about us being living stones joined together. And what God started to talk to me was, he started to remind me of the fact that the analogy in 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14 is of a body with many different parts. And Mark has already talked about, you know, we're not all hearts or livers or kidneys or whatever. We might just be the little toenail, okay? But we've all got a unique part to play. So what God excited me with was this idea that we need to all explore our spiritual gifts. Because you might be sitting here today thinking, well, it's all right for you. You know what you're doing, but I don't know what I'm doing. Well, you know, we're going to help all of us explore our spiritual gifts in the next few months. Um, The Bible says in in chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, the manifestation or the outworking, the expression of the Spirit is given to each one for the benefit of me. No, it's for the benefit of everyone. So it's really, really important that each of us individually identifies what stone we are, (laughs) which part of the building we're in, which bit our joint supplies. Because God has, it says here, the Holy Ghost has gifted you. You might not feel important here this morning. You might not feel gifted, but I'm telling you, you are. Because the Holy Ghost lives in you. The living God himself, the spirit of Jesus lives in you. And if he lives in you, there will be an expression of his supernatural oozing out of you. And it does anyway, I'm sure. But what I'm saying is be encouraged because there's a really exciting time ahead. And, you know, just pray for us that we know how to sort of um, help all of us grow grow in in our expression of Jesus in us, which is what church is all about. So just to close here, um, we hope to get um, some things together that we can help us all identify, develop our spiritual gifts. And for me, I've got a real heart for evangelism, as I'm sure some of you know, but I think there'll be a huge knock-on effect because when we identify these gifts that we have latent in us, we'll, we'll be able to move out in power evangelism. We'll be able to preach the word and see signs and wonders following because God will give us boldness and as well as wisdom, I'm sure. So as I say, and as Dave's already said, buckle up. Okay, I'm, oh, I'm mindful that we've uh, crashed our uh, finishing time. So let's just finish with a word of prayer and then we'll draw the service to a close. Lord Jesus, it's such a privilege and a joy to be a part of your church to be on this journey with you as you are doing new and amazing things. We thank you, Lord God, for the promise that you've given us, that if we just ask anything in your name, you will do it. We thank you, Lord God, for the assurance that you give us that we're not left to stumble around in the dark. You say, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. We're not trying to work this stuff out on our own. You reveal things to us. So over the the days ahead, Lord God, I pray that however you lead us into uh, joining in this season of prayer and fasting for one week before our fellowship meal, Lord God, I pray that you reveal things to us that not only build us up as individuals, but build the church up corporately. Lord God, I pray that you inspire us to want to to, to take those first tentative steps of, of, of experimenting with what we think our spiritual gifts might be. Thank you, Lord God, for the safety that we have of knowing that we are family, 
that we're not judging each other and we're all in this together. Holy Spirit, come and anoint us all afresh, I pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen and Amen. Bless you, Hope Church. Don't forget to uh, grab me before you leave to put your order in for your food for dinner next Sunday. Till then, be good, be happy, be holy, and we will see you next week. Bye for now.